It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. Hey, everybody. I am Kathy Armias. And I am Mark Williams. And welcome to another episode of It's About to Go Down. And we have always had the opportunity, or we've often had the opportunity to have a conversation with one of my former students. And this episode is no different. I would like to introduce you to Mr. Yassine Hassan, a 10-time hackathon winner and the CEO of Head Start. Yeah, we got to give it up for you on that. And Yassine, first of all, it's so amazing to be in this space with you. I am so proud of you. Let me say that first and foremost. And let me tell everybody the idea that you want to talk to us about today and how you want to get it out to the world. The idea is around how we need to create career capital, especially for young college students. Yassine, welcome to It's About to Go Down. Hey, hey, what's up, man? Uh, appreciate the amazing introduction. You know, whenever I kind of hear your voice, I'm always smiling ear to ear because mm. a lot of energy that's there. Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> Zoom needs to turn you into a feature. <laughs> <laughs> so can we Mark Williams up the chat? <laughs> I love it. Uh, appreciate it. Well, listen, tell us um, in, in, in words that I'm sure come naturally to you. What is this whole idea about career capital, especially for young college students, college graduates? Why is this idea important to you and why are you the one to talk about it? I think ideas are very powerful. And um, really, you know, real companies that, that are started, every founder has an idea, a platform, something that they want to share with the rest of the world. Um, I have found the world that we live in today is very dynamic. It changes. Uh, to put it very simply, your career capital is your artillery. It's your brand. You think about yourself as an individual, as, as a corporation. So you yourself have different lines of businesses. And your career capital is your ammo and how well you're well suited to adapt and change the real world. In my personal opinion, I've seen colleges, even the best of programs from whatever drip that you will be wearing, even master's degrees, most of the stuff you learn is theory. It's predicated on concepts that my dad, who went to college 30 years ago, learned the same things as I did. And so I define career capital are, are the, the soft skills and the hard skills required to really stand out and max, min max your time and impact in the world. Hmm. Um. This sounds like an amazing idea, and I know that you are out and running around the world, all meeting all different kinds of people to get this idea out in the world. Aside from networking conversations, how do you want to get this idea out to the world? I think that's a great question. Um, so with that comes, who do we want to share this idea with, right? And um, uh, I... I I want to change the world, as do a lot of people. But I think the ability to say no and to focus on your world one at a time, 
I think is key. So my world is my high school teacher said I would never be cut off for computer science. And then four years later, I end up winning 10 hackathons. I go to eight boot camps and I become a senior software engineer. Mm. And I can really spend some more time in those four years because a lot of things happen. But the the story of my world is I'm Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Gen Z and Gen Alpha, 40% of them want to pursue a career in software engineering, but will be unable to do so if they don't have good sales and speaking skills alongside their coding skills. And so the world that I want to change, the career capital that I want to give to the people, the idea that I want to share, the people, the Gen Z who want to pursue a career in software engineering, the 770 million people around the world. And now if you consider and you cut this 770 million people across people who are, you know, driven, you know, are on the lookout to be recognized, willing to, you know, pay for a product or service like ours, let's cut that down to 50 million. That's an incredible large amount of people, right? Like the biggest stadiums we see watching football, it's just 80,000. 50 million people is a lot of people. And so now the question comes to like, how do we best, you know, share this message with them? And I'll just end off on that on one small note is in my four years of me going to more than 20 hackathons of me working really hard to get promoted and in a really fast paced company, I built a network of $400 billion company founders and elite software engineers. And I took their mind share. So what are the things that they're working on? How do they think and how do they operate? And I want to turn that into an AI, but more so to spread my idea of career capital. Every other week, I host an event where you get to meet the real deal. And last week, was just another week. And last week, we hosted the CTO, uh, a unicorn founder of a billion-dollar company in the healthcare space called Next Health. They're building a Stripe API equivalent of of healthcare, you know, electronic medical EMR data. Uh, and it was amazing to he- see his journey of how he dropped out of college and built his career capital to where now, you know, he's an incredible owner. And three weeks from now, we're going to be talking to Josh, who co-founded a, a, another unicorn company with Tom Brady worth $2 billion called Autograph. Essentially, you can take any athlete's signatures and turn it into an NFT. And him and Tom Brady jumped on it and turned into a billion-dollar company. Every other week, you got something popular. Mm. Wow. So Yassine, part of part of the idea that you have and the company that you started with Headstarter is um not only not only this idea of people, you know, looking at themselves and their career capital, um, looking at themselves as like a corporation or an organization, but you're also offering, it seems like you're also offering access to other to people that have done the same. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that's part of the AI that's part of Headstarter, yeah? Absolutely. So the okay. AI, we turn, we'll lead into an AI. We're going to turn Joss into an AI. And heck, if Tom Brady is down, we'll turn him into an AI too. <laughs> so is that part of is that part of the technology that Headstarter is using? Is it from these events that you're doing? Is that where you're getting, is that, is that where it's coming from? Uh, no, no. We actually privately work with the folks that that, that are in our network. And, and uh-huh. we ask like a series of questions through Google Docs. We take video recordings of, of their, mm. you know, of, of how they approach certain things. And um, we also take samples of their voices when they're mad and when they're angry and the face reactions. And and we show them uh, the AI that we built and we tell them, is this how you would react and respond? Is, is, is this how you would think? And we also ask them for 
recent data. So if a person went to recently and traveled to like Morocco or UK or Australia, we'll put that into when the next time someone talks to that version of the AI, hey, I just came back from a trip to Australia. Where did you go? Mm. So even kind of keeping up to current Correct. things and stuff. Wow, this is super cool. Um, I'm just, I, I'm just curious. Is it ha, is this kind of a, a convergence of just where AI is right now? Have we ever had anything like this no. before? No. So is I want to quickly of... share. Yeah, I want to share quickly two things. One is the best way to build your career capital is two things. One is you need to be around smart peers, people who will push you, people who also want to develop the career capital. The second is you need to be following people who have a little bit more career capital than you have. So the people, these people are like. Of course, the role models and network that we've built. And the idea is your your desire to become like them is going to actually push you forward. And you being in the right in, in, you know environment is also going to help you push you forward. And I think the people who have the right mentality uh, are people who can choose their smart friends wisely, choose the people they look up to wisely, and create the environments around them so it's conducive to producing the best version of themselves. Mm, love that. Choose your smart friends wisely. It's mm. a great line. Um, why is that so difficult for people to be around smart peers, to follow those who have more career capital than they do? Why is it so hard to choose smart friends wisely? Why is that so difficult? It's very difficult. It's I think very difficult because, um, first of all, some people have it given to them so for those folks it's like luck of the draw and i think if you look at the miles framework like everyone has something that's very unique to them either location status education skills or money right and 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 you have to know what's given to you and um let's take the example of most people most people um let's say if you're a college student or you're you're currently working at 905 you already have something that's preset for you for you to say no to that or like for you to say like hey i'm actually not gonna go study for an extra hour of that exam i'm gonna go to a networking event i'm gonna go to a hackathon that's an unknown you don't know what's gonna be in that particular event for taking that particular leap you already have a group of friends you grew up with you have your neighbors why would you want to make a new group of friends you don't even know if you have anything aligned with them and so there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of uncomfortableness um and there's a lot of like the idea of taking a leap, right? The unknown. Uh, and I think humans, we're designed to, to to stay away from the cyber two tiger. Like if we know, we, we associate anything we don't know with danger. So, you know, we don't want to just walk into a cave. What if there's a snake that's going to bite me, right? So so we want to be in areas. And, and the world we live in today, Mark and Kathy, is it's very, it's even harder because you got Wi-Fi everywhere. Anywhere you travel, you can just take the Uber. You don't have to go to a restaurant to order. You can just get it ordered to your house. And so you're like living in this like lavish lifestyle. Uh, whatever was uncomfortable now is uncomfortable 10 times more. And so this is needed now. And I just want to end this one this note. The, the largest population in the U.S., the very dangerous growing population is young males who have no purpose. So a lot of young males are actually, if you look at Scott Galloway, very common researcher, you know, NYU professor, he says in his book, like 100 graphs to describe America. The chart that he stands out most and he, he describes his, his population of growing male is, you know, going really fast and, and really they don't have a lot of purpose. They're not really happy what they're doing. And that's a detriment to the society. Mm, wow. That is, uh, 
That's pretty profound, actually. Wow. Yassine, wow. You're, like, I don't know, my mind is blown because I know of all the things that you've done. And um, I, I love, I, I love, I love this as an idea, first of all, career capital, capital. And I think that people even that are in currently in careers, even if people are like transitioning out of careers, because this is like, this is really great for young people, of course, but I, I see what you're, what you've created is really good for everybody. I think, yeah, 100%. I mean, especially for people like maybe that are already in careers that might Absolutely. have to career transition, right? I mean, have you thought about that? What's kind of so? Um, um, they say a Gen Z. So, so our our grandfathers, when they got a job, they stuck with that job until they retired. Mm. Our fathers, right? When they got a job, uh, they would switch jobs but stay in the same career. Mm. Gen Z is gonna switch a career five times in a forty year career. Mm. They're continuously swapping, and that's not even Gen Z. I've probably seen millennials the same thing. You know, you start off as accountant, now you want to go into this, now you want to do that. Everyone's always switching, and so every time you make a switch, how sticky and easy is that switch, right? A lot of people, mm. especially once they build up their career capital in one particular vertical, for them to move to another career, it's not just building career capital for that next career. It's also opportunity cost, right? I built my ammo of all this time. And so the whole point of career capital is like, you know, can you build, you know, can you, if you went from, if you have five years or 10 years or 15 years of experience in one thing, when you move on to your next thing, are you starting from zero or can you, can you bring yourself up to a point where you're also pretty comparable to someone else in that field that you're transitioning to also has, you know, five or 15 years of experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that make everybody a, jack of all trades all of a sudden, you know, I, I remember reading about this a long time ago where there's pros and cons with, with, with people like the grandfathers, you know, that would like stay in this, they would stay in the same career forever and they become kind of so, masters so, so, or experts at whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so this is society has trained us to become T-shaped individuals, right? So T is like in your K to 12, you're kind of given like, here's, here's history, here's science. And, and in college, you're kind of like really focused on like, what's your major? And then if you get master's, you're in PhD, you're like even more of a T, right? You get a career, you're even more of a T. But in the future, like today's world, the era of chat GPT where AI is going to, I don't think AI is replacing humans, but humans who use AI will replace humans who don't. That's, that's for sure, for sure. Right. And so um, uh, what I want to say today's world, what's important is creating yourself as an M-shaped individual where you don't have just like one thing that's unique about you, but you have other, you know, three things. Right. So together is what makes you very unique. And, and so that's your that's your career capital. Once again, it's kind of this unique footprint. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. An M-shaped individual. I have never heard that before. <laughs> I love it. Wait, why M? M? Three yeah, why M out of like every letter? Why M? I'm just curious. I, I don't know. I, I mean, because I W, you know, that's another one. <laughs> another one that would have three points. <laughs> it's like a reverse M. Yeah. You know, um, what, what, what stood out to me is and Kathy, you're right. I think this is intergenerational, cross-gender, like it, it applies to so many people. And, and the part that really sticks out to me is this whole idea that no matter what generation you're a part of, 
there's always change. There's always starting over, mm. right? Even if you're moving to a new neighborhood, right? You're getting married. Like there's all kinds of different changes. And when you talked about starting back at zero, that's sometimes the hardest thing that it's like, I'm starting all over again. So how do I, how'd you ask it? How sticky is your switch? I love that mm -hmm. phrase. Yeah, I like that too. How sticky is your switch? So that no matter when you pivot or no matter when you change, you can always still stay at the forefront of your career, your life, your relationships, what have you. Hmm. I'm sitting on that question for a moment. Yeah, I'm going to say one thing. So like most people, like, you know, um, they have a plan, right? That they want to they want to do. Like, okay, I'm at, currently at X. I'm gonna eventually do Y, and once I do Y, Y is gonna help me go to Z, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, one of the things I should say is like, um, some like you know don't just think smart, like think with a vision. So when you when you just think smart, what you're doing is you're doing the same set of steps. No, you you're doing the same result as everyone else you're just maybe taking fewer steps if everyone is you know going on a career path you're just finessing a way of essentially doing the same thing right when we work with the vision you skip steps you eliminate steps you don't like you 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 jump right and so if you can identify what that z is even if you're at x can you go straight to that z and, and this would be a little bit easier if i had like a visual so i can I, I can pull up a whiteboard if that makes help. But but basically, it's like, if you understand what your vision is, you can go straight to that. And I think making that very clear helps someone, you know, okay, I don't care what my zero is because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at like where my end target is, right? What's end game for me? And so, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hey, Kathy, I got a question for you. Yeah. As I always say, you are the mistress of the TED Talk, right? Mm-hmm. Out of all of the things that you've heard so far, what stands out to you? Like, what what's that line, or or have you heard a concept, or have you heard something that 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 really sticks with you? Well, you know, you seem super smart. That has uh, like what he's doing at Headstarter is amazing. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. um, he's very articulate at explaining it and has a lot of good concepts. I think like every time we ask him a question, he's, he's coming with a concept. I don't know. I think I would put that question to him. Like Yassine, if you were talking about it, what do you think is the big idea for the world? Like if you were describing this in a Ted talk, how, how, what, what angle would you frame it up on? Uh, you said like career capital or just this whole, all the concepts that we discussed today. Yeah, like, I mean, like, probably, what, what would the title of the TED Talk be? Yeah, I guess the title is probably the best way to to get at because that that kind of narrows it down. Um, hmm, um, is it something along the lines of kind of like your success depends on your career capital? Like this is a thing like that that you need. Um, cause it, it didn't used to be that way as much possibly like you'd go into a job, you could be very successful and you weren't really, you didn't have to have career capital as much. I would say you, I think you always have. Uh, something that stands out to me, like, I think it's like craft your own. Mm, 
mm-hmm. craft your own uniqueness, set up your own results. Uh, mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Introducing a new concept, career cap. Hmm. You know, in the past, I think a lot of people have talked about like personal branding. And I think this is like, like personal branding on steroids, you know, mm-hmm. it's really being in charge of your likeness as who you are and how you show up digitally and how, how you engage digitally. So it's more, it's more than just the the look or the reputation, right? Which is it, to me, it, it, it like, it's like upping it another notch. Yeah. So, so what, what, what I want to share actually is your career capital. People think, oh, is to help me get a job actually it begins once you get that job. Right. Because your career capital, you know, mm-hmm. is, is your team collaboration. How well can you work in today's teams? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking about this earlier today. Look at the president of the United States or, or any country. No president runs a country alone. No billion dollar founder created the billion dollar company alone. And so it's your ability to work with other people, not just mm-hmm. have like folks work for you or with you, but can you like elevate everyone near you? Can everyone near you also elevate you, right? In the things that you care about. And, and um, I think this concept of um, uh, like, you know, I can go to more detail, but like when I, I like to always picture in my head, like, Imagine the skyscrapers, right? There's so much coordination that has to go through with the skyscraper. Every company essentially is like a skyscraper. There's a lot of folks that, and some people just do it naturally. Like they're 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 really good at it. They're 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 creating a lot of results and KPIs for the company. And company's winning. They're winning. And what if everyone's individual career was also like a skyscraper, right? Like you have all these things kind of working mm. for you, with you. Um, and it does, of course, help to plan and 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 share your plans, right? So it really stood out to me that you just said career capital is often associated with getting a job, mm. whereas your idea is really it's all about like once you have the job, what are you doing to collaborate and elevate with other people? I agree. I don't think that a lot of people think that way. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I'm just caught up between, and listen, this is your idea. This is this is your brainchild. I'm caught between the idea of career capital being something that's about once you're in the job or this idea, and I'm sticking to it about this M-shaped individual, these unique qualities that allow you to shift from one area to another and still continue to be successful. I'm caught between those two things. Yeah, I think they're one and the same. So uh, if you take, uh, this this works really well with the software industry. I'm sure it can be kind of applicable for other industries as well. Like if you take the idea of your, career like whatever you do it what you know as your job as a like you're getting paid to essentially get better that makes sense and mm-hmm. so while you're on the job it's the luck of the draw who your manager is it's the luck of the draw who your stakeholders are but if you have the right manager and the right team the right projects and the right stakeholders the world is your oyster and so you're developing your M. You're also navigating what is your M. What's your M that's making, what are the three things unique about you that's going to make you better than any other three things, like any other person's combination of three things. 
And how can that manager that's your boss, that's paying you, that's giving you deadlines, enable you to one, figure out what that, those three things are, and then two, help you reach those three things, and then three, maybe even voice those three things. Hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. I love this. I love this so much, Yasin. There's another thing that's kind of swirling in my head as well. Is the that the I love when you mentioned this. I didn't really it kind of seemed like it's like from the person, but I love that you threw in really then the foundation of it though, is that whole thing, like how well you can work with other people, how much you can allow somebody to elevate you, how much you're able to elevate other people. It's, it's, it really isn't just top down. It's, it's kind of every direction. A dialectic. Yeah. Yes. I know. Look at our English teacher over here. Is like, Ooh, I love that. You're making me so proud. So proud. <laughs> so I, I have a question for you though. When you so you've won a bunch of hackathons. Yes. What what is what's kind of the how do you quickly convey what you're talking about here? What how what's been your pitch? Like how have you been quickly conveying this? Um the hackathon part, the career capital part, or the head starter part. Well, I mean, in the hackathon, I, you've been pitching, right? That's what the hackathons have been for. Is that right? You're right, pitching. correct. So uh, maybe uh, once more. So a hackathon is um, most of the t ones I went to while I was in college. And I actually went to a few last year with my startup and building small features. So at a hackathon, it's usually 24 to 48 hours. You're locked up and usually oh, campus. You're creating. You have to like build an app yeah. and pitch it. And, you know, I got some good training in high school about how to give a good two minute pitch um so mark was my high school teacher and dean so um uh i think having okay i i want to mention three things that made my hackathon very memorable right and uh one is I, I would always be the last to code so sometimes i would spend seven to nine hours on a whiteboard with a team drafting about all the problems that exist in the world and all the solutions that we feel like little coding features that we can build and we, and then we we try to really simmer on an idea. And then when we actually build a thing in the next 24 to 48 hours, and usually I never sleep. So I'm just pushing it through like Red Bulls and stuff like that. I, I never sleep. I, my team members sleep. I don't. And um, that time I force everyone to communicate every two hours. Everybody close your laptop, talk about what you're doing. And then in that moment, you realize a lot of people get stuck on certain things and then you just reprioritize continuously adaptively. And so we're like usually the last people to start. Sometimes, a lot of times, you know, I never won a hackathon thing. I never went into a hackathon knowing I would be the top winner. Like every time is like, I don't know. But once I seen the other project, um, especially the recent ones, I'm like, man, we won this by a mile. Right. Mm. And, and so I think part of that also comes when we pitch. Um, of course, the product is pretty good and um, it looks also pretty good. But the passion and the story comes because it took seven hours to simmer in the beginning. Yeah. So when you you're seven seconds of fame or two minutes to pitch, it's very <laughs> light. It's energetic. It's it's purposeful and it's well thought out and with a good product. You know, it makes a pretty good remark. Mm. And again, team is key. I would never have won a single hackathon if I didn't have a good team. Oh, I love it. You see, yeah. I know you, you're like a power punch. It's been <laughs> amazing to have this conversation with you. Just 
listening to everything that you're saying and taking it all in. Um, I, I, I'd love to ask you just a final question, you know, I mean, if there's one thing that you wanted to just to convey to like the standard public or whatever, I know you're in this space where you're pitching, you're doing hackathons, you're working with teams, you're like, you're building the future for us in some ways, which is awesome. What would be the one thing you'd want to convey and where can people find out about what you're doing? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great, I would say, um, The fastest way to get what you want is to surround yourself with people who want it. Um, mm. It won't just be fast for you to get it. It, it would also make it much more enjoyable. Mm. Doing anything alone sucks. So my idea would be don't mm. do things alone. Do things as a unit, as a group. Um, there's an African proverb. Um, you want to go fast go alone if you want to go far go together yeah yeah yeah. Aww. and uh, <laughs> people can learn more about us you know headstart.com we make learning algorithms and interviewing easy for everyone who becomes a software engineer and you know everyone has an uncle or aunt a little nephew or niece that's probably working in this and it's something you can share with them mm. i love that you've seen awesome um well it has been like i said a power punch to have you on, to have you expressing all of these things. I love your final thought. It's amazing. I, I love that you ended with, you know, doing things together is way more enjoyable, way more proficient. It's that's amazing. Um, thank you for joining us on the show. You seen, uh, we appreciate you for anybody watching. If you want to be part of Mark and I's show, it's about to go down. If you have an idea and you want to talk to us about it, hit us up. Our show is it's about to go down show com um and yeah we we had a pretty quick but fun and fast and power packed um conversation with Yasin so thank you Yasin and until next time everybody it's about to go down like always <laughs>